It's seltzer time. <laughs> it's September the 11th, 2019. This is Five Away to Show About Worcester. This is Brendan Malikin. I'm shaking, brother. I am Michael Benedetti, and it's seltzer time because the guests on the show today are Travis Duda and Ricky Nelson. What's cracking, guys? What's Men up, of guys? Worcester, contributors to uh, our culture of our city. Welcome to our closet. It's Thank a you. beautiful closet. It's Thank pretty you. awesome in here. It smells a little funny. It's a little tight, but uh, yeah, it works out well for us. We're just getting started on mm-hmm. that. It's not <laughs> as warm as I thought it would be. Oh, just, I just no wait. What we just wait. You guys should talk. You guys should either take the mics out by your hand, oh, or uh, if you want to, you can put those mic stands on the ground. Oh, that's probably a good sign. All right. So here we are. We are off to the best possible start. <laughs> awesome. I'll do this. <laughs> well, here, while you guys are doing that, uh, here at the top of the show, I'm going to round up the headlines with a thing called Worcester in 60 Seconds. There were a couple of suspicious deaths this week, one of which the police are calling a homicide. The results of the municipal preliminary election have eliminated school committee challenger Hermoyne McConnor and city council challengers James Bedard and Sean Peretti Noon from the fall ballot. Either Ralph Ticcioni or Evan Corrigan will also be eliminated, but for the moment they're tied. Whatever weird slice of the electorate votes in preliminary elections did not like challengers. If these results were the final results, we'd see elected a bunch of incumbents, a couple of people who were previously incumbents before the last election, and school committee challenger Laura Clancy. And this happened a while back, but we didn't get to it on this show. The Worcester City Council has delayed our new recycling plan at least a few more months, meaning a few more months that we won't be able to discard our junk in bags like people in so many cities, but rather in open-topped bins, like animals. <laughs> That's Worcester in 60 Seconds. Welcome to the 508 Show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on. Are we actually streaming? We are, actually, we are streaming. All right, cool. We got a little funny light up there. It didn't look like the same light that we normally I have. That's, I don't know. It's a mess. Uh... Yeah, go ahead, Brendan. Well, uh, you know, so th- we've never done this before, but I was really excited that you guys were on the show and um, was trying to think of something we could do that would be like special. And like we got seltzer and whatnot, and that, that's that's special for you guys. But th- Very Mike and I have a thing for knives, and we like we usually once in a while we'll do like an EDC show, like you know what kind of knives you're carrying and whatnot. And instead of doing that, I want to do something different and present to both of you. The first ever commemorative 508, a show what? about Worcester machetes. So for each of you, you we've kidding. got... No, no, I'm not. I'm totally serious. we got a machete. They yelled at people outside that they had two machetes, and I thought that was just a joke. Yeah, no, no. So there you are, for each of you. This is kind of like uh, getting a key to the city, except that key to the city that you get from the mayor opens nothing. You could this conceivably awesome. open a lot of doors, especially ones you're not supposed to be going through with those. So I feel as though this is actually a step up above the mayor's key to the city, and I yeah. truly love this. Thank but these are the so first. Much. My girlfriend is going to be terrified that I have this. Oh, my I also wife's feel as though there's something special there too, where like you know you keep that by your bed, and when the moment comes that you have to use that machete, we're ready. You'll realize that like you thought coming on this show was going to be the b- low point in your life, but yeah. actually it could get very worse. Yeah. And it's it actually so, prolonged our lives. Yeah. No, when I'm I'm you know fighting off a break in, I'm going to remember my good times on this show, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to commemorate the the honor. And uh, also keep in mind that today is September 11th, so if you're going to go walking down Main Street swinging yeah. a scimitar, it might not. End Mike well. and I are not responsible for that at all. That's <laughs> maybe not the right day for that kind Mike of. Mike told me not to admit to felons, yeah. felonies. Yeah, never mind. Go commit them. This is awesome. Thank you guys thank so you guys much. Very no, much. thank you for coming on. Let's, uh, careful. Let's try not to commit an act of murder inadvertently yeah. on the show today. Can I have one of those nice safe guards you had? I made those, yeah. Did you I mean, That's well, awesome. When you, when you order a discount machete from Amazon, a sheath is a premium. So, yeah, I made you cardboard sheaths oh, so you did works. not cut your fingers off. It'll keep us from getting stabbed. Yeah, there you go. stabbing each other. True. Which is more likely. That's Thank you guys. So awesome. This is super cool. Oh. 
We, we, I mean, the most we have is like stickers or cans of seltzer. So that's, again, we that's actually stuff. a far more practical and reasonable <laughs> gift for your guests. But yeah. Yeah, but they're not as cool. One of those is actually really sharp. The other is extremely dull. I don't know which is which, but whoever ends up getting cut, we'll I'm sorry. Out. We'll yeah. find out. <laughs> Mike, back to our regularly scheduled back program. Back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program. Um, you know, I think I want to. I think I want to start off this show where a lot of times we end the show, which is talking about what you guys are excited about in the city of Worcester right now. You guys definitely see a different s chunk of the city than I do. Yeah, Travis. Um, so I mean, like right now, this week, uh, Powwow Worcester came back with four more artists. Um, we're working directly with the school system. Sarah Canal Sanders wrote a very cool uh, curriculum, and she's working with Davis Publication on getting this out released nationally about connecting public art and mural art with uh, like tangible stuff in the school system. Very you, cool. You know, this was the first year that Pow Wow um, did the murals, I guess, in parts of the city that are not on my uh, normal travels through the city. So I don't know if I've seen any of the new murals. Where I'm, should I be looking? I'm going to take that as a compliment because that's kind of the, what we needed to do this year. We needed to get out of downtown. We needed to get out of... So right now we're on the north side of the city. Um, Burncoat Middle has three murals now or two and a half, because Bert Kapp's working on his. Um, Lincoln Street School has a, a whole collection of new murals. Um, but the most impactful spot we did this year was Great Brook Valley, and we had four murals go up there, right in the heart of this community. And it really speaks to the hard work that the Worcester Housing Authority has worked doing in that area, and really the residents in that area. Um, it was great seeing all these kids outside playing and like interacting with the artists. And yeah, it yeah. was so cool. It was really, really special year. The murals are killer. Do you need to take a swing through GBV and take a look at them? They're fantastic. I absolutely will do that. I would suggest everybody go find Jason Naylor's Love Dragon. It's <laughs> okay. just incredible. Yeah. Quite the name, Love Dragon. So what is what is happening with the murals that are going up this week with the schools? How, how many of those so are there's there? Four. We okay. have uh, Birdcap. We have... Um, Allison Bamcat. So Birdcap's at Burncoat Middle. Allison Bamcat and Jake Merton. Jake Merton was here last year and he's come back. Um, they're both working at um, Clark Street School. And then we have local legend Eamon Gillen over at hey. yeah, Lincoln Street School doing his damn thing. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And that starts, that's already started? Yeah, or? it started Monday. Um, they're gonna most be people will be done by Friday. Eamon's going to take a little longer. He's going for a big one. Very nice. Working on this big old train. It's really cool. Very nice. How about you, man? What do you got? Um, <clears throat> I'm like, have you guys been in a new tradition building? Yeah, of course. Street? Yeah, yeah. That's like, where Sarah and uh, Jake's wedding was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that spot has me wildly excited about the city. Um, it's cool having two guys who have owned it, uh, Jay and Joe, mm -hmm. um, bring like a completely different vibe to that part of the city. Yep. I don't really have a lot going on over in that part of the city, so it's cool to go there and mm -hmm. see that neighborhood and find like the cool taco spots that are over there and stuff so. have you been down that, that building yet? i have no idea what you're over talking on jackson about. street you don't need your motorcycle no. work done. yeah <laughs> there's this crazy building like over in main south across from the over by the y um so jackson Maybe street i do know what you're talking about then and it's like half like you just said like crazy motorcycle chop shop but like some really cool custom stuff happening and then cafe eastern border in this amazing uh you know space for events or whatnot yeah, it's this is on a side street not right on main street yeah it's on jackson street okay so jackson runs from maine to beacon i believe it is so it, uh, it yeah. oh okay on main street side it's kind of down by where the y is and then on the beacon street side it's back where the new newer uh, or the renovated uh, mill buildings where the apartments are but it's this space that you would just not expect to be plopped down there very yeah, very cool stuff it's like in the middle i mean not the middle of nowhere but it kind of is like you go in what's it terror what's the name of the street 
So there's a road off of Jackson Street. Mm-hmm. Technically, the event space mm-hmm. and eastern border are on Jackson Street. Then there's a road that kicks off. It's like something terrace or something. I don't yeah. know. But that's how you get to the cafe, the barbershop. The whole like thing. The, the whole scene down there. It's like it's just such a cool building. And they're, you know, they have a lot of ideas for things they want to put down there, too. And it's, just, it's cool having two Worcester guys, like, literally build what they wanted to see. You know, cool. this is my this is my experience of Worcester in a nutshell, which is that like I'm on that stretch of Main Street all the time. Right. All the time. Like sometimes multiple times a day. And yet of course there's something happening a couple blocks away that I'm totally unaware of. You and know yet it's, uh, you know where you'd recognize the building from then is the facade on which is closest to Main Street. It's yes. actually set back a little bit. The first year of powwow, that's where a uh, ghost beard and patch whiskey did one of their murals. So it's over oh, behind yeah. like the Asian market that's yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, so Mac that's Gondek. the building. And then that's also where they hosted Secret Walls the first year of is, powwow. Is this the building where they used to have like a church, like a like like a or in like a like a little thrift store and stuff a couple of years ago? I'm not sure. I don't no. think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had a church in there because every building in Worcester had a church at some yeah. point in time. Yeah. yeah. No, very, very cool space, though. Yeah, right next to the Mekong Market. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Right next to Mekong. Well, that's awesome. Well, I will check that out. What are you excited about, Mike? Uh, I mean, I don't know that I ever get excited by anything. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm sad that Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church got knocked down. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited that my theory of post-Catholic Worcester now has like a real pin in the map. Yeah. You know, my, my theory, gentlemen, being that, you know, like we are in a post-Catholic Worcester, that the Worcester 50 years ago, if there was a parish and nobody was going to that parish and there was a church, the powers that be would figure a way to save that church, no question. But now we're in a, t- a day and age when there's still a ton of Catholics in Worcester, but they're not like this gigantic power base that sort of controls everything around them. They're just like some guys. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> just like some guys. <laughs> We're just like some guys. So, so I would say post, post-Catholic in the sense that we talk about, I don't know, post-anything else. Like, there's still plenty of Catholics around, but Catholic is not the right way to describe the city of Western. Yeah, you're not keeping people from knocking down buildings and building uh, you know, high-end apartments in their, in, their, in their stead. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're done here? I think we're done. <laughs> Thank right, you cool. for having us. That was really nice. I wanted to ask you guys about your podcast, Seltzer Time. This is a super popular podcast. <laughs> I just and, like that button. I'm sorry. And this podcast. And, this, button. and I, I want to ask a couple of like background kind of like inside podcast, podcast questions. What was the inciting incident that caused you to create this podcast? Um, Take us away, Ricky. <laughs> all right, so my old job is kind of where it's Seltzer Time, like the opening of cans on the internet was born. Mm-hmm. Started okay. as an accident. Uh, started as like a Snapchat thing between me and um, our old graphic designer. Kids kind of caught on to it. I'd get messages all weekend long from kids all over the world <laughs> posting like, they'd open like a Coca-Cola, but they would use like the drawing tool, <clears throat> excuse me, and write polar seltzer on it. Coming like from Germany, <laughs> all over the world. I'm like, what is going on right now? So, that's a fair question to ask yourself when that's yeah, happening. Like, right? What that's, am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what? Whoops. This really is a crazy timeline to be alive, right? None of this makes any sense at all. Welcome to the though. future. I yeah. love this, though. It's crazy. It's just the power of uh, like repetitiveness basically created it. Um, I no longer work for that company. After a while, all these kids started messaging me on my personal Instagram, being like, dude, like we missed seltzer time. I'm like, that's so weird. I just opened a can of water, but okay. So I was like, cool, I'll start doing it on my own personal Instagram story. So I did that, 
it started to catch on with like some friends in the city who own local businesses. They would do it. I would just repost it. And then obviously the question of like, does Polar know you're doing this would come through, <laughs> which they do know we're doing it. We have no affiliation with them though. Um, but they're cool. Which is ultimately the most amazing thing that they haven't capitalized on that. But it's, that's well, whatever. So they haven't asked either. So no, at this I, point, we're kind of just giving them free advertising. I guess, Why would they? yeah. But we, we really want them to just send us cases and cases of free salsa. Yeah, like we're down to work with them. That'd and be awesome. really, even if they're just novelty checks, like big checks would be good too, right? Oh like, God, yeah, that would be that amazing. Would be, yeah. yeah, real checks. Small checks are cool. It's like checks are checks. Now, um, so that went on for a long time. And then I started thinking kind of about the idea of doing a podcast i have no idea how to record a podcast at all so i just kind of none of us do that's right. uh, clearly <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're, we're watching this are quite aware we've of been doing it for 10 years <laughs> we still have no idea what we're doing here that's my mind that you guys have been doing this for 10 years yeah. i think the reality is that the only person in the universe who's we've figured out podcasting for, excuse me we've been doing this for 12 years we've been, Holy go ahead. the only person in the universe that has figured out podcasting in any capacity is joe rogan I, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like nonsense but right. like everybody else is just doing it because well that it's working there it must yeah. work every, no but just that one time the rest of us it's all just making up as we go along yeah basically probably should have more robust jobs i don't that know he, that's, that he has <laughs> enough money to pay people that know what they're doing and this we're is just true. making it up yeah. as we go true as you're saying that. so uh <laughs> so yeah so i kind of just do a like a, a facebook status being like hey like should i do a podcast mostly because i have a lot of friends that do like what i consider really cool things in the city that weren't getting the attention from major publications or you know if those yeah. even exist anymore yeah, yeah well that's part of the thing right it's like what is it it used to be okay i got my thing on the front page of the newspaper yeah now enough people know that it's known but these days what does that even yeah the there's newspaper no doesn't newspaper. really exist kind of yeah um, that's fleeting <laughs> yeah now it's just like hey i got a hundred likes on instagram that's kind of how you know you've, you've right. done something right so i threw it up on on facebook travis and i had kind of known each other like through Worcester. Yeah, and through Mike D at Technicopia. Yeah, shout out Mike D. Yeah, without Mike D, this wouldn't be a thing. Um, and so he kind of hit me up. He's like, you know, what are your intentions? Like, what do you want to talk about? So we got a coffee. We both were very much on the same page with it being kind of a way to shine a light on people doing cool things that weren't getting attention. And then a week later, we recorded a podcast and haven't stopped doing it since. Yeah, we, we started in the back of Table Talk Pies. Yeah. And we were going to just do like a tester one because we needed a spot to record. Yeah. So Caitlin set us up. And then the tester one kind of went so well that we're like, screw it. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And the Good Enough podcast was born. And that's kind of funny, too, because I mean, I, ultimately, I think that's the same thing that Mike and I started doing this with as well was at the time it was even though it was a very a much more comparatively robust uh, media landscape in Worcester, that was also when things were starting to change around like Worcester Magazine and the Telegram. You could tell the writing was on the wall, that things yeah. were changing drastically in terms of coverage. And we had both a bunch of people in our universe that were doing really cool stuff that was completely off the radar. I mean, going back again, like 12 years, it was a lot of like shows happening in collectives and whatnot, even activist uh, work and whatnot that was going unreported or uncovered. Worcester, the Transgender Emergency Fund, so many things yeah. got their first, their first coverage of any kind on this And program. then simultaneously, it was like a lot of political coverage that, not that we know anything about politics, but it was like, well, somebody's got to talk about this. There's yeah. like elections and people claiming to be in charge of things. Like we should know something about that. And it is kind of weird how like you can quickly fill a vacuum that you might not really have otherwise realized existed because yeah, or even intended to when you started, but yeah. it kind of just fits right. I had no intention to be doing any of this 12 years later. Yeah. Also actually uh, another parallel that Brendan and I did not know each other very well when we yeah. started doing this. Like really? this is like doing this is pretty much how we became friends. And I'm not, I still am not sure that either of us has really figured out how we even met. Like I don't, I, I have no recollection. 
recollection Duncan, of like Duncan's where Arsenault's website. I, and that might have, but if that, that doesn't make any sense in my head because we have gotten really friendly and it's like, it just doesn't make, you know, the timeline doesn't work out it's for me. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Um, boy, I had a question there for a second. Sorry, I ruined it. I'm totally spacing on my question. Okay, um, now you guys sound like our podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, do you guys do you guys have any do you guys have any like uh, big things coming up that you're excited about on your show, or is your show just like one week at a time? We're just gonna make it happen. I mean, so it's normally one week at a time. We're just gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ricky managed to get uh, a pretty big guest for us right now. I don't yeah. know if you guys follow Instagram, but there's an account called I Peel Oranges Very Well. Yeah. That is just making the rounds. It's a local account. Yeah. It started off very silly, but it is gaining exposure. And this, these people have uh, maintained their anonymity. So uh, Are they going to out themselves on the show? No. Or are keep no. blind? All right, cool. We um, going to come in in a mask. So we were talking last week about like some future guests that were like, we have, there's a lot of people that we are like, talking to about coming on. It's just a scheduling thing. Yeah. And I, I peel oranges very well. We both get accused of being that person sure. every Weekly. single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of insane. I met a kid. It's not us. It <clears throat> really, I wish it was us. Because you're like the opening food and beverages guy. Yeah, anything <laughs> online of unwrapping or peeling something started with us opening cans of water. Yeah, if the orange fizzled as it opened, as you peeled the peel off, maybe we could explore That's it. a great thing to be accused of, though, because I it think is. that for me, I've all, all I've ever been accused of is being a turtle boy for like the first five years of That's, his were you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, oh, yeah. And it was just a byproduct of like, again, like Mike and I were some of the only people that were, I think, consistent and long-term doing things like blogging and whatnot. And expressing your opinion on the internet. But also, when I started, it was was unintentionally anonymous. I I was never intending to be anonymous. I just used an old nickname that was given to me back in the early 90s by an an international association of marijuana aficionados. And it was like, (laughs) in my circles, a very well-known nickname. It was the only thing that I was referred to as. But that's when I started to realize, like, oh, other people are reading this, too. And I just never changed the name. And uh, but people took it as like an attempt to be anonymous when it was like no this couldn't be any more public. So when that when uh, Turtle Boy started up, people just assumed it was not too long after I stopped blogging. Well, thankfully, oh, that right. it's all Some, cleared out. It's but. a similar thing. It's like you know how to type on the internet. Yeah. Therefore, it has to be <laughs> you. Yeah, You're the only you. guy that could have figured this yeah. out. Could have figured out the internet. My ham handing a keyboard. Yeah. So like, does Worcester have? I mean, is there some reason that the city of Worcester just has like a is just like has this real strong scene of people opening food and beverages on the internet is this like more of a thing than just these two things so i don't know (laughs) um the i peel oranges very well i think is exactly what i want like i wish that we were that good (laughs) at anything i can't open orange to save my life that good but also they've teamed up with another um there's this instagram called butts for hands butts for okay. hands they make merch sure i have no idea who they are they're not anonymous they're like a, a thing sure um but they've teamed up with ipl oranges to make merch uh with all the money going to some charity that i can't remember off the top of my head but i thought that was like the coolest idea ever yes um they've made stickers they've done sticker giveaways where they've just left them put it on instagram and throughout the day you actually watch people find the sticker because like they'll they'll post it on their instagram story they repost it whoever this is is they are like what i wish we were when it comes to marketing and all they do is open oranges this is one of those things that i think worcester doesn't give itself enough credit for how we have a history of and it's not trolling isn't the right word like absurdist humor isn't the right way it's somewhere in between those two that it's maybe just because there's everyone's vacation like abby hoffman stuff that's what i mean like i think abby hoffman is the high water mark or like most well-known but 
it's just maybe just because we're all crazy. I don't know. Like, there's it's the arsenic in our soil. I don't know what it, what it could possibly be, but it's the bitter winters that have made us all. Yeah, but yeah, like right. my favorite aspects of like local of like Worcester like Instagram are like. Uh, floors of Worcester. Like, I love floors yeah. of Worcester. Like, I spend more time looking at tiles and, like, oh, I, I know that floor. I've actually stood there and whatnot. I'm writing, I'm writing all these down. Keep going. You know, I, the the peeling oranges very well. I mean, it's 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 oddly satisfying. There's, like, because they are really good at peeling oranges. It's yeah. like, that's, and they do live peels. With yeah. And, like, a, a stream of their peeling. And it's wonderful. I have friends who, we, we have a group chat where they break down who it could be, depending mm-hmm. on, like, who they follow on Instagram this guy's hand looks like this in the video. Their voice sounds like this. They're a 45 year old dad. Like yeah. it, I can't even begin to explain the random people that I've been told are this person, mm-hmm. but there's almost no way. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too has to do with it. We've had this, thank goodness that people like Sean Connolly have started to like up the, uh, the appreciation for and the profile of like local comedians and whatnot. Seriously. But there's been this legacy of like low key humor in this city that I think, kind of goes unnoticed in a lot of ways yeah. and like something like that that i mean it's it's mind-blowing but at the same time it's hilarious yeah. and it, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how good i think we are and our, our saltiness and our cynicism and the way the outside world views that is like oh they're actually kind of funny over there yeah i like that they're just they're not doing like they're not selling anything they're not trying to make any money off this yeah. thing it's just that they happen to enjoy peeling oranges we kind of happen to enjoy opening seltzer and oh, Worcester marriage, so just, yeah, made in heaven. Yeah, I think that's why people gravitate towards it is because like we're not asking for anything; we're just your attention and your time. So when's that interview happening? Um, so we're in the process of trying to lock that down, mm-hmm. scheduling wise. But I would safely say probably sometime over the next two weeks. Fantastic. We just need to figure out a place that won't mind having somebody walk in in a balaclava. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, sure. Leave the scimitars at home that are day. Are you going to yeah. get yeah. one of those like voice voice changes? I offered to it. So we we first originally were going to offer him to do our first phone interview, mm-hmm. and then I was just going to run it through some type of audio changer. Yeah. But then he came back with wanting to come in with they, the mask. So okay. I've been the one talking to them through the yeah. Salt Time Instagram. Uh, it looks like they bought an orange like ski mask and a voice changer on Amazon. Very nice. Orange so, is a nice theme, nice thematic thing. Yeah. Very much on brand. Nice, nice. I want to I want to derail this conversation and talk Please. about not talk about uh, other stuff for about two two minutes here. Um, commodities news: Brent crude oil is sixty three dollars a barrel, up three percent on the week and down twenty one percent on the year. Bitcoin is ten thousand dollars down five percent on the week and up forty four percent on the year. And the producer price index for crushed sand, gravel, and crushed stone is still crushing it nice for august it was 351.2 up a tenth of a percent since wow. july and that index doesn't move a lot so a tenth of a percent it's a big deal for the uh, some nice the movement. crushed gravel market it's a go. nice movement yeah uh we had we had an election yesterday this podcast is not brought to you by sansusi stone but sansusi stone <laughs> if you're looking to spend some of that 10 percent on advertising budget bring it our way uh we had it we had a preliminary election yesterday um and for yeah for people who don't know this is basically just because we never have on the ballot more than twice as many people as there are slots. Mm. So we had more than twice as many people who pulled papers to run for these offices. We had one extra person on the school committee and three extra people on the city council. So we had to have a preliminary election to say who is the one school committee person who's not going to get elected. In this case, it's Hermione McConnor, mm-hmm. who was just on this show. Great lady. Didn't campaign a lot, so not surprising that she didn't get on there. Yeah. And uh, three people from the city council. Actually, as it turns out, we have the bottom person, not going to be on the ballot in the fall. 
Next person not going to be on ballot in the fall. The next position, two people tied. So we're going to have 933 to, votes. Yes. So they're going to, you know, other, other votes are going to be coming in from the, I don't know, the mail or someplace. Brendan knows where these votes come from. I have no idea where they come from. They, they, they just, open, you know, votes that jammed in the box or whatever. They take everything out and they hand count everything. And so presumably, the, if the numbers change by at least one vote, then there won't be a tie anymore. Now, most of them do come from, I think, the provisional ballots is where the biggest, the, the bulk of them are. The ones that uh, you are allowed to vote, but it might need to be confirmed after the fact that you're actually eligible to vote. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, anyway, uh, and I don't even, I feel like the results of this election are just that, like, people who are incumbents did well. People who have been elected to offices in Worcester in the past did well. Yeah. Uh, also, Laura Clancy did well. How many, uh, what was the voter turnout? That, that was my question. Not that high. I didn't print it out. Yeah, I think it was eight in change, 8% in change. But I saw someone say nine. I think it was, but it was, eight, and that's 8% of eligible voters, of yes. which there's like 100,000. So this it's actually, the, yeah. what does that make it, like 4% of the city? Yeah. I mean, wow. this is the, uh, this is, this is like the. The takeaway uh, is some of you on Facebook who are like taking a lot of pride in having voted yesterday, you're liars. That's like, <laughs> that's, it's not possible that you all went out and voted. So. Where did you get those stickers? Oh, no, you bought them on Amazon. Amazon. That's totally possible. They buy them somewhere. That's all yeah. it is. You know what I think it is, Brendan? There was a point yesterday when at my polling place, uh, 5% of the people who voted were people who live at my address, mm -hmm. adults in my household. Yeah. So, like, uh, I feel like you're just surrounded by the people who vote. Like, you know, of the, of the 25 people in the city of Worcester who voted, like, five of them are, like, your best friends. And so you think... Facebook thinks everybody voted, but nobody voted. Yeah, no, and I think it's also part of, too, like the, the, the downside of social media, right? It's like the thoughts and prayers uh, thing after oh. like a mass shooting. Like, I think people are starting to train themselves to think just as long as you're talking about a candidate or complaining about something, it's, it's the social equivalent of, uh, of actually going out and, and voting. But yeah. yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're just going to record this show like normal people and not care about the internet. Cool. Let's go ahead. What were we saying? So I got thanked by a nice older woman for being a younger person coming out to vote. Yeah. And it was the first time I got to vote down at the Blackstone Canal. Yeah. Whatever that new spot is. Did you nice. did you look that older woman in the eyes and say I voted for everything you hate in life? <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, that's ultimately what it comes. And I asked both of you guys um, before we did the show, like how old you were, because we're taping on September 11th. Some of you probably watch oh, this yes. afterwards. But I w wasn't asking for anything provocative, and it's like it's not like a memorial show or anything. I've just been in this really weird place lately, leading up to this year, realizing that there's a significant number of people. Like, so there are people that were born in and around September 11th, like they're, they're actual adults now, like they're yeah. eligible for military service <laughs> or whatever. And it, it's starting to dawn on me as I get older that like, Mike and I's Gen, Gen X, right? Like we're in this weird spot where like we, we live in this bubble that uh, we're bookended by boomers who are angry at everything. And then we're on the other end are like millennials and younger who are like really, really angry at all the things the boomers screwed up. And then there's like, our generation just wants to go back to listening to like good music, eating mushrooms and playing hacky sack. And it's like, but we can't do that because there's this bookend of war that's yes, happening. That's and it's no longer that world. It's, it's no not. And it's, it's a really weird thing. The nineties were awesome. Like if, it's just crazy, it's, crazy. Awesome. Like I, we I watched a lot of cartoons. It was awesome. No, but I mean, like even if you're out Handsome. doing stuff, like you could just the stuff that you guys enjoy, like that, that we're starting to enjoy as a city, and what you could just do that out in public. You didn't have to worry about getting tased or anything like that. And everybody had amazing paying jobs. Like if you graduated college with an English degree, like dot coms would just snap you up. Like, yeah. great. Become a web designer. Great. We'll pay you how much money do you want? A million dollars a day. Great. Whatever. We don't care. But the, I think this is the part that bums me out the most is the realization that that wasn't reality, right? Like 
it was like the century prior to us being born was nothing but war and strife. And then like it was just a bubble. Then it something was, happened immediately thereafter. There was it's nothing but war and strife and conflict. We just had this like ten and a half years that was this anomaly over the last like three centuries. That, like we all kind of got along, had a nice time, and if you said something dumb, you're gonna get punched in the face. Like this is like the opposite of growing up in the Great Depression, where you grow up in the Great Depression and you just think like, great, everybody needs to like hoard string all the time. That's kind of your baseline. And it was the opposite. Like we grew up in this weird bubble where like things were basically good. We complained about stuff all the time. Yep. We fought against the man all the time. But in retrospect, everything was amazing. And so maybe we still go throughout our lives feeling like, you know, Brendan... It's a lot of pain and suffering, but it's basically a wonderful world. But this is the problem. Probably. Ultimately, is like I feel as though we look at everybody else as a generation because it's a kind of large generation still, and look at everybody else like, why are you so weird? But now as I get older, I'm realizing like we're the weirdos. Like we are, we are the we ones. Are. There's something fundamentally flawed about this moment in time that like we're the only ones that are going to end up being shocked when democracy collapses upon itself, right? Like so yeah, oh, we're going to be like where did that come from? We're going to be like the signs were right there the whole time. We're like so yeah, cool. but like, bad things don't happen, right? What do you mean you can't fight a civil war in Birkenstock? Like this doesn't make it. This isn't what I signed up for. It's and we'll be yeah. the only ones surprised by this. I mean, this I, I have to say this is like like this is a generation which like as adults, you know, like the first big thing that happened when I was an adult worldwide was like the collapse of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Growing up, it's just like this is the way the world has been forever, and this is the way the world will be forever. And then suddenly one day, it's like, nope, happy ending, great. <laughs> and then the second thing was nine eleven, which is another thing where you're just like, and now we're living this beautiful life where everything is wonderful, and then one day. Over everything changes, yeah. and yeah. that's where we're just like, it can't have really happened that way, though, right? This has got to be some kind of like, this is like a dream, dream sequence. Is that what's happening here? Yeah. And that's our whole generation is still kind of thinks that there's going to be this moment where we wake up. Yeah, and it, away. unfortunately, this is not a Bob Newhart's uh, show here. And yeah, there was no dream. It's there just, is no Suzanne Plachette laying next to us in bed at the end. Yeah, no, it's kind of a bummer. But you know, ultimately, the only thing that matters, again, going back to Abby Hoffman, is you know the the famous line, "Don't trust anyone over 35." That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. The, the boomers yeah. are in fact everyone's enemy. We can all agree on that. But Gen X, we may not be any better, or at least we're not very useful unless Your we're the only ones left standing and I we okay uh, we win the war of attrition there's always that possibility too we've been taking up too much of the show you yeah. guys can you guys can I, talk for a while no this is no, this, this is, is interesting i mean truthfully this is when you asked the question uh how old we were i knew we were going to get the perspective that i'm assuming we're around 10 years younger than you guys were or are but uh yeah it definitely was an interesting point because i don't really know a world where it was peaceful and chill. Like yeah. I was a junior in high school, so like I was really just kind of turning on mentally and yeah. getting cognitive. And I uh, earlier this year went back to my high school to mm -hmm. drop off like a thing for a charity thing, and I got to hang out with my eighth grade homeroom teacher, who like that's where we had to go when everything yeah. was happening, and it was actually like one of the coolest like hour and a half I've had probably ever. We were talk. We talked a lot about 9/11. Like we were together, which mm -hmm. was weird. <laughs> um, but the kids that they have now weren't born when it yeah. happened and don't even know. Like I mean, they've heard of it, but it makes no sense to them yeah. at all. Right. And that was like, that really put it in perspective for me. I was like, oh, I'm old. Like <laughs> there's these kids that don't understand how impactful that moment was yeah. which was really weird to hear you cats are at least old enough to start to at least sense a, a shift that something was was changing it was uh oh yeah that's again again i think the weird uh, disconnect from that 10 15 years or so is that yeah you were able to, to to gauge a change i think the people 
that much older than us were our, our parents and grandparents were like, oh, finally, we're back to normal. Now we can just worry about nuclear war and holocausts and depressions right, again. Right. And this, of course, it was going to be something like this. We didn't. These good times were getting stressful. It was. <laughs> I don't but know then, what to do with all this happiness. Yeah, no, I mean, and then, and then uh, for us, I don't know. It just, it's a bummer, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's a bummer, but we don't realize it's a bummer. So maybe we're kind of best, best of all worlds for us. We have seltzer, Mike. It's all that matters. Yeah, you guys are cracking them left and right. Here, I'll rock one. Seltzer time. I'm Travis and Ricky. Oh, yeah, you guys need to open a can on the on the internet. Oh, we'll do that. We'll oh, do that before. Yeah, we've got. we got cans we got days. some in our bags, too. And we can just steal more do from WCC. Do it. Now is the time. Oh, now is the time. I have I haven't opened mine yet. Oh, you haven't opened. No, yeah. Phone on you? Do you want me to? Fine. Yeah. You want to record it? I think this is the first ever. This is meta. Like live on air. I've only done one other podcast that wasn't ours, and oh, I yeah? did open us. I, I did pop it. Oh yeah, for, like, yeah. The, yeah. Their first episode. Yeah, you absolutely were. Um, yeah. So I got to do that. Right. Uh oh. Wait, is it gonna go backfire now? Would there you all in here? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, get we'll, close. We'll all get in there. Mike's in there. Brendan's right, in there. My arms ready? are in so right. long. You shook this one. Seltzer time. No, I was good. I was good. Seltzer time. <laughs> Thank I you. I was actually really scared it was. Thank it was you, great. guys. I was like, there's way too many electronic That would have been awesome. Here. Oh, it's happened before, right on the computer and everything. It's that fantastic. was a powerful So when you guys moment. do your show, do you do it live as well? I mean, the no. live stream, have you tried? Well, we've right done now? two live shows. Yep. We did a live show at the Vernon. You did the one at the Fix was live. And then the one at the Fix, yeah. yeah. That was like more of a... Thanks for coming a, out to that. Yeah, no, no. It was a great night. That was a fun one. That was more of a, like, we promoted it. Yeah. <laughs> did it at like a proper venue. Mm-hmm. The first one we did was like our, our fifth episode of ever doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Travis ship had, room. Yeah. The ship room at yeah. the Vernon hit booked his buddy to play there. And they had like really a bunch of extra time after we're like, let's do a live episode of the yeah. podcast. That makes no sense. So That's a, do you, do you prefer doing them recorded or do um, you, they're just a different animal. Like yeah. if we have a good conversation with somebody, somebody we really want to have a good conversation with, we need to do it without an audience. But uh-huh. it, like, Caitlin was at the the first one, Caitlin from Table Talk. Um, the staff of The Fix were pretty funny, even mm-hmm. though it was almost not funny because it was funny or the reverse. It was so unfunny. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, yeah. When, you, when you're looking at a room full of people, you like, instead of getting a good interview, it's mm-hmm. almost more about like, how do I entertain totally. the 60 people that showed up to watch us talk for some reason? Right. Like, <laughs> wait, you didn't laugh at that last joke. Now I'm worried. Now I right. really have to. Yeah. It's like a. Rather it's than weird. just being like, oh, it's fine if some of the jokes don't get a big laugh. There's all kinds of jokes in this world. I'm <laughs> not going to be there when they like, listen to it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, we're actually doing a live episode during Woot Nanny. Okay. At the. Or is it Woot Nanny? Yeah. yeah. Woot Nanny at Woo Ha Ha. There we go. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. In October with the Woot Nanny guys, our friend Anna. We're going to do kind of like a. Like a drunk history Worcester episode. Very are nice. You, what do you know? What do you know? What is it? A, it are you allowed to say what what chapter of Worcester history this is going to be about? Um, so I'm doing some research. Uh, Abby Hoffman is absolutely on there because he's just a yeah. fascinating human being that I actually don't believe a lot of people from our generation and younger know about. If you need a copy, because it's out of print, but I have one at home. Uh, his like biography, his autobiography, um, uh, soon to be a major motion picture is that steal this book. No. So he, he wrote a book called uh, soon to be a major motion picture. Oh, that's, that's literally what it's called. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like making a movie. No, I was no. Like, Dude, that's awesome. That's and brilliant. It's, but it's, it, it, he goes really deep into his time in Worcester, like from his own recollection, uh, and like some of the relationships There's some really crazy stuff in there, but you're happy to pass it along if you're that'd doing some research. That'd be incredible. Yeah, really Thank cool. you. Yeah, the, um, my internet research and I got to go hit up the historical museum, but I don't know if they're going to have stuff like that. 
No, it's it, Mike does this a lot too. I mean, the, I love that place. Digging through um, uh, obscure Worcester history. I mean, what was it two weeks ago? We were talking about like probably the most prolific or the one of the first serial killers uh, that I was. was caught I in, watched that episode. That yeah, it's dark. crazy. Like all roads lead to Worcester. Yeah, the Klan riot. I mean, the Klan riot is a terrific thing to that, talk about. Thank you so much. That's the <laughs> second story. Fifteen thousand Klan men coming here and then coming out to their cars later and realizing all their stuff was busted. And the hell. best thing about that story is. The actual story of it is so hard to track down. Like you can really go deep with just making stuff up. Like there are there 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 are tales a part of that story where like planes were being shot at and like there's you know there's aircraft. Yeah, none of it makes any sense. Like depending on who whose great grandfather you heard it from, like it might have been the first time that like the Italians and the Irish came together as Catholics to like run the Swedes out of town. Like none of it makes any sense at all. But it is this really cool piece of Worcester history because there was this thing that, like, and apparently a lot of it had to do with Norton Company, and like, or, or I think we talked about it. There was, a, I mean, we could have, we could, we could again, if we want to add another half an hour on, I can talk about this. Yes, yes. I Norton, got nothing to do today. <laughs> Norton had Norton had uh, a lot of employees from Sweden, and they had one guy, Jesperson, who was uh, like a vice president or something, who was very aggressive about recruiting uh, Swedish immigrants to work for them, and uh, also there was. Just like the KKK, like the, 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 the sort of reborn KKK, which was really like a multi-level marketing scheme as much as it was a crazy white supremacist thing, no joke. Uh, like that multi-level marketing scheme, that pyramid scheme just got its hands into the Norton company and it just blew up inside of Norton. So a huge percentage, I'm not going to quote the percentages, but a significant percentage of the KKK members in Worcester were Swedish immigrants who worked at Norton spicy at all but i did drink like seven seltzers including two before bed and i woke up and i was like you're kidding me right now it's seltzer and i haven't actually had a full seltzer in like three months we're gonna have to have a uh, mineral water time uh podcast right? it's not it's more chicken. relaxed but we back to we are we are and somehow things we've been recording for 13 minutes so i don't know if it got the part where i was swearing and we were panicking somehow yeah, cool. <laughs> or it just has is the video file is going to be completely corrupted? We'll yeah, we do. We magical. shelter all the time on the show. I mean, again, it's not like an intentional thing. It's yeah. just like, that's just what we do. Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you maintain not burping though? Because that's always the that problem for us. Oh, really? When we started, we drink a lot of seltzer and then realized we we're just ripping burps into the mic. Maybe that's just from like, you know, so again, in, in the beautiful 90s, uh, you know, beers of choice were things like Keystone Light um, and Bush. And uh, yeah, I mean... It, I think getting around the idea of just politely, um, you know, expelling massive amount, massive volumes of gas, uh, burping and whatnot without anyone noticing. It was just the norm. You just yeah. kind of had to slide that out. So, yeah. yeah. You get to train your esophagus. It's kind of a, lot a slow release guys. as opposed to just like a... Light. Yeah. Fellas, never, no one ever had enough Keystone. Fellas, thanks for being on the show. I feel like I've been sitting at the feet of podcasting masters. I've been Hardly. learning a lot. Likewise. This has been an honor, guys. Yes, thank you fun. so much. And thank you yes. for all you do for Worcester. 12 years is a long time to do this kind of thing, so this is awesome. And Brendan, sure. thanks for making those machetes. Those are sweet. No, I, oh, I hope yeah. you keep that uh, as a tradition. I think I Worcester it. needs more machetes, especially cheap Brazilian it. machetes from Amazon. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time. And remember, you can bench more than you think you can.